Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. Uh, ben, we've got this, uh, this topic today. We're talking about focusing on the task at hand. When we say focusing on the task at hand, what are we really talking about today? So with our athletes, we, we want them to be able to do a couple things. Um, the first one, they got to be able to focus on the right things. Too many times athletes get caught up focusing on stuff that's basically just a distraction, whether that be how good the other team is or what the weather's like or what the gym or the field is like, things like that. Um, and so one of the things that Jake Gilbert likes to say is control the controllables. You know, what can you control? What do you have control over? Um, you know, I heard Dr. Rob Bell say that also. What, control the controllables. Take care of what you have control over. Um, and then the second one, um, confidence and refocus. You know, just because you come out and you throw an interception on the first drive doesn't mean that confidence should completely crumble. You've been preparing for years to get to this point. You've been preparing for days to compete in this game. You put time into the, the game plan and all that. Just because you made a mistake doesn't mean that all of that just disappears. So in the world. Right. So just be confident in your preparation. Be confident who you are and just refocus on the task at hand. So we, we know that we just threw a pick. Well, now we got to go out and we got to score the next time or we got to put together a drive. You're going to make mistakes, right? No matter how good you are, how well prepared you are, yep. there's just going to be times where you make mistakes and you got to be able to respond to that, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, so what about uh, when you do lose that focus, you do throw that interception or you do make that bad pass, whatever it might be in any sport, you do make that mistake and you do lose focus, then what happens? You know, I, I think there's, again, there's, there's a couple parts to that also. Um, one, if you know ahead of time that certain things are going to be a distraction, you can kind of avoid those or minimize those. You know, we're not talking about, I just threw an interception, but maybe we're talking about, hey, being around this person during shoot around or being around this person during warmups is really not going to be great for me to get in the right mindset. Um, and so just minimizing things that can be a distraction um, it is one way to kind of prevent that. But, you know, like you said, every, everybody's going to lose focus at some point. Um, but being able to control your focus, being able to narrow in or kind of kind of broaden those out. If you think of like a like a baseball player, for example, okay. you know, you could be playing left field and it could be it'd get pretty lonely out there. If you got, <laughs> you got a good pitcher. I mean, se seriously, you got a lot of time. You're kind of standing around, looking around, maybe. People in the stands are time. chirping at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, and it, it would be ridiculous to, to think that you're going to be dialed in that entire game. You, you can't do right. that. Your brain can't do that. But it is reasonable to think that once the pitcher's starting their wind up or, you know, gets into the stretch, gets locked in, comes set, whatever, and you're kind of, you're creeping or you're doing whatever it is that you do to be ready physically, you know, that's when you can kind of re-narrow that focus. Um, so, that, you know, that's something that we'll talk about here in a bit. How, how do we broaden or narrow in? Um, but, that you know, that's, that's just one of the things that's important with that. As coaches, we know our players are going to be distracted. But mentally, what's the science behind all of that? Sure. I mean, one of the ways we can get kids to buy into this is just being able to explain the science behind it a little bit. You know, we know studies show that focus affects performance. If you put sensors on a dirt bike rider's arms um, and and 
were able to detect, all right, here's where they glanced over at the wall, you would actually see there's a little bit of change physically um, and they actually go toward the wall just a little bit. So that's why dirt bike riders look at where they want to go, not where they're trying to avoid. Um, and you know, the, the second one is just muscle memory. So anybody who has ever played golf has probably at some point in time experienced that, all right, I'm lined up here on this tee box, there's water to the left. Don't go left, don't go left, don't go left. And then- And where do you go? You instantly, you're right, you're, you're going in. And that's, that's because, you know, if, if we looked at what was going on in your brain, usually your normal golf swing, there's going to be muscle memory there. There's going to be neurons that are firing in a certain pattern. Um, when you're focusing on other things that are a distraction, like the fact that there's water over there that I don't want to be in, that can actually interfere with that muscle memory. It can get in the way. Um, you know, that's no different than a free throw. You played basketball, you know, right. when you're, when you're shooting a free throw that you've shot 10 million times throughout your life in practice, you know, but now all of a sudden it's in front of hundred, it's in, it's in front of hundreds, thousands of screaming people, you know, that, that, that can, that distraction can be a problem. Um, so being able to, being able to control that is important. Yeah, I played some basketball, but I wasn't an NCAA basketball player like you might have been, been. So <laughs> let's not build it up to be something big time. That's fair. All right. So what can coaches and parents do uh, to help their athletes with this, to get them to focus or practice with them at home? One of the things that we like to talk through with our athletes is just W-I-N, what's important now. Um, just being able to ha help them think through what is important what's important right now and what can I control? And that's really what they need to focus on. You know, an easy example of that is after a pitcher walks a batter, well, we, we can't be thinking about that. We got to refocus in on this next batter or, you know, after a, a quarterback makes the wrong read or a defensive back reads the wrong key and gets burned, you know, they need to go back and fix that in the film room. They need right. to learn from it, but not right now. Right now, they, they got to be ready to go out for the next drive. They got to be able to forget about that. Um, and so, you know. You can't let that mistake impact future play, right? You just got right, to fix it later. Absolutely. Got Yeah, got to be able to move on so that that doesn't get in the way of your performance of that muscle memory. Um, and then, you know, the second one, as, as a coach or a parent, know that your athlete has a part of their brain that wants to fix things that has a tendency to latch on to bad performance. You, you know, working with golfers, they don't need you to help them go through the bad shot they made or the bad decision that they made. Cause they've probably, there's a good chance they've been replaying in that. They've been replaying that in their mind over and over and over. And that's really all they can think about. Sometimes though, they, they need a little bit of help of, Hey, you need to focus on this. You know, in, in particular, one of the athletes that I worked with, he, he thought to himself, I am a terrible five foot putter. This is his senior year in high school. Kid was a great golfer, still is a great golfer. Um, and actually said to us in a meeting, I just, I don't have any confidence from five feet. And we went back that, you know, they track all of their shots and we went back and looked at statistically where, where does he kind of stack up with five foot putts? And at that point, if you would have put him on the PGA tour, he would have been like 52nd in the world or 40 somewhere, somewhere in there. Like he would have been 
one of the top one of the top golfers in the world as a high school athlete. But the problem was he was latching on to the three or four or five times over the past month that he missed a putt rather than thinking about all the other times that he was just draining him. Um, and so as a, as a parent or as a coach, sometimes they need that reminder of, Hey, let's, let's not just focus on this. Let's not just dwell on what happened in the past that was bad gain confidence from some of the good stuff also. Okay, so that's some great stuff for parents and coaches to use. With the athletes, you have six tools for them to use with the mental training plan that can help them to better their game. So what are these six tools, Ben? The first one is just focus activities, and that's where we help guys practice narrowing in or broadening out. So like one of them, for example, would be there's a grid. Imagine like a a 10 by 10 grid that has the numbers from 1 to 100. Um, that, that would be, that would be an example where they have to narrow in and they have to go, all right, here's number one. And they put an X on it. Number two, put an X on number three. And they find all the numbers in order. Um, when that gets to be too easy, you can do it in a crowded room or with your cell phone or with the TV on or something like that. That's kind of distracting you, but that's just a way for you to practice, um, focusing on what you want to focus on. So just a simple task but with distractions around is that right yep absolutely um and you know there might be some numbers you get stuck on it it seems simple but you kind of start to panic a little bit kind of start to your mind starts to wander on other things or on to other things um one of the wrestlers that i work with he loved this just because he felt like after he practiced this three times a week or so for a couple weeks he had the confidence that i can focus on what i need to focus on for an extended period of time And then on the other hand, you know, quarterbacks, for example, or baseball players sometimes need to be able to broaden their focus, not just dial in on one thing, but be able to observe other things going on as well. You can do something in the car where in the passenger seat only, (laughs) please don't ever try this while driving. Um, You can look at the license plate in front of you and you can sort of pay attention to, all right, there goes a tree, there goes a white truck, there goes a red barn or you know, whatever. Um, so just different activities that help you practice focusing. Um, the second one is routines. And whether that's a, a pre-game routine, a pre-competition routine, or just a, a pre-play routine, it's just something that you do that's getting your, your mind ready. So like we have warm-ups. If you're a diver, you're going to do certain things before your, before your event to warm up your body physically. So a routine, whether that's certain music that you listen to at a certain time or certain things that you say to yourself or you think about or that you do, um, it just kind of gets your mind focused on that routine. It gets your mind focused on sort of that process that you're going through rather than being distracted by some of the other stuff that, that might be going on around you. Number three um, would be would be self-talk. You know, we talked about in the confidence section having a go-to statement. Not only does that help build confidence and maintain some confidence, but that's also beneficial, you know, if you're focusing on that and you're focusing on what it is that you're saying to yourself, um, that can be huge. I know that story that I told about being stuffed into the MRI machine oh, like absolutely. a sausage, <laughs> I, that was... That was something that not only not only did that give me the confidence that everything was going to be okay, but it was also a distraction. It was something else to focus on besides my fear of that situation. I feel like the self-talk's 
and they're all very, very good. I feel like that one, though, to me, sticks out the most because it's always in play. Uh, even after your routine or the different activities, if it's in practice or a game, your self-talk's there. If it's in your sport or maybe it's just at home or in your job, whatever it might be, the self-talk is always there. And we hit a lot more on that on our previous episode. So if you haven't uh, listened to that one yet, go check that out because there's some really good stuff on self-talk. Absolutely. Number four, flush and burn. So you can actually physically remove mental thoughts that are in your mind. Um, there was a study done that kind of backed up that when people wrote something down that they, a negative thought that they had about themselves and they wrote it down on a piece of paper and then shredded that piece of paper, the part of their brain that kind of associates the physical presence or absence of things had a little bit easier time of sort of letting some of those things go. Um, so, you know, I had a football coach who one time had us write down things that we were worried about or things that we, you know, whatever it was, things that we were focusing on that weren't helping our performance. And we wrote them on a note card and we crumpled them up and we threw them in a bonfire. Um, I know there was another guy who used to have his players take a, take a marker and write something down on a piece of toilet paper. And it sounds kind of weird, but just that visual representation of they set it down in the water so that they could see it. They flushed the toilet and they literally just watched it kind of swirl away and disappear. Just kind of, it was something, it was something that helped them get rid of something that they didn't want to focus on anymore, I guess. I think it shows the importance of, you got to recognize what you struggle with or what, what distracts you. If you just try to avoid it always, then it's always going to be there. But if you can recognize it, like you said, by writing it down, it's like, okay, I know this distracts me. And I'm moving forward, getting rid of it, flushing it, burning it, whatever it might be. Yep, absolutely. Number five, sometimes it still doesn't work and it's still kind of nagging around. Um, and so we, we have what's called a permission to forget journal. And there was a study done that measured people's sleep quantity and quality. And basically there was a correlation when they had stressful things or important things that were just weighing on their mind. It was taking away from both the quantity and quality of sleep that they were getting. Um, half of the group was then given a journal where they could write things down before they went to bed. Um, the other half didn't have that. And again, continued with the study. And all of those, all those people in the group where they were able to write something down um, basically, that the part of their brain that wanted to fix things was able to kind of say, all right, we'll take care of this later. I'm going to let this go for now. And they were able to get more sleep. Um, you know, my wife loves to-do lists. And when she's feeling stressed or overwhelmed, sometimes she'll write it all out. That That's no different. Um, and so my, my golfers, a lot of times, will carry around just a little notebook in their bag. And that's just kind of a last resort that if hey, I was in the middle of hole three and all of a sudden I could, my, my long irons were just a nightmare. Well, I can write it down. I'll fix it with my swing coach next week at practice. I don't need to worry about it right now. I got more important things. So it was kind of, it's kind of like a last resort. You know, guys that maybe don't have that bag, maybe they want to keep something in their locker. So, you know, on the way out to practice or on the way back from practice, there's things that they need to let go. That that journal just kind of gives them permission to forget. Number six is our final tool for this with focus, and it's an action plan, which is what we're all about with the mental training plan. We need to say, this is how I'm going to practice being focused on what I want to focus on. I'm going to print off this paper. 
Uh, maybe that's you just need the confidence that, hey, I can focus on what I choose when I choose. Number two, what routine do you have? Um, what routine do you need to have? And I would encourage you, put it in place, write it out. I'm going to do this before every pitch. I'm going to do this before every meet. I'm going to whatever you need. Number three, come up with a plan for the self-talk. Don't just say, well, I, I think maybe I'll tell myself something like, no, have a plan. I'm going to say this when this happens. I am going to remind myself of this when that happens. The, the fourth one, the flush and burn. What, what do you need to get rid of right now? What, what are you waiting on? There's not going to be a better time in the future. Do this now. Commit to this. When in the next three days are you going to write what it is you're struggling with? Write what it is that's consuming your focus down on toilet paper. You know, how are you going to get rid of that? And commit to it and do it. Follow through with it. And when all else fails, give yourself permission to forget. Give yourself permission to think about it later, to worry about it later um, when that time is right. And have a journal and that's sole purpose is this is my permission to forget journal. So as I need to let things go, they're going in here. And all this stuff is great and you can write it all down, but if you don't put it into action like you're saying, then it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything for you. It might sound good for the day. You might think, man, I'm gonna be a better athlete because of this, but if you're not using it, then it's not gonna go anywhere. Right. And that's the difference between having goals and just dreaming. You know, everybody everybody can dream of, oh, one day I would love for this to happen. But what we're trying to do is let's come up with an actionable plan. Let's set a goal and say, I'm going to do this and here's how I'm going to do it. And then hold yourself accountable and follow through with that. That's what we have today for the uh, focus on the task at hand episode. And if you, as always, if you were driving and you weren't able to take all the notes that you would like, you can check out mentaltrainingplan.com slash podcast to find all of those information, all the notes, anything you might want there. Uh, go to the focused on the task at hand episode specifically for this one and uh, tune in next time for our next episode on motivation and mindset. Make your plan and put it to work.